Are you too hot at all? Like, I know you're a cold person, but you're like all bundled up, so I didn't know if you were like. And you can you can show your uh, frustration, and I'll help you. I'll help you breathe through it. Does that sound good? There's no right or wrong answer. But are you ready if I start the show and then we'll uh, roll with things? Okay. So let's start the show. I'm giving myself the usual countdown. Uh, five, four, three. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that knows you always answer yes if someone asks you if you are a god. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me usually is Peter, but if you remember from last week, we announced that Peter is officially on his baby leave because he has a baby due any moment. Um, in the term of baby news, it was due days ago, so it is now late, and we're all just anxiously waiting. Um, so with that being said, uh, from what I understand, everything's good with them. But because Peter's not around and Ryan is off finishing up his master's, I brought in another a guest, and uh, she has been on the show before. Uh, so, Bryn, would you like to say hello to our listening audience? Hello, everyone. So I told Bryn to come on so we can explore her uh, baby stepping into the world of this geek culture we love to call home. So uh, if, you're the fir- if you're listening to the show for the first time, normally we talk about what we're watching and reading and that kind of stuff, and then we move on to some news, and then we go on to our back half of the show, but we're going to save our watching and reading category till the end, Bryn, because you watched a whole bunch of new stuff that we're going to unpack. So we're going to skip that for now, and we're going to jump into the news. Cool with that? Sounds good. Okay. So first, we have a lot of news. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to jump around my list a little bit, so don't be bothered by the order on my whiteboard here. Um, So first, I want to talk about a sad piece of news. Uh, Actor Luke Perry died recently. Um, it's February 7th, by the way, so everyone understands like the timing of the recording of the show, but Luke Perry passed away a few days ago. Um, he was 52, passed away of a stroke. This is very sad for the acting community. Um, I was a child and grew up with 90210 back when he was on the show, and then now I'm watching Riverdale, and he's on that, and I'm loving his character in Riverdale, and it's very sad to see that go. So I hope him and his family are doing well, uh, or hope his family and friends are doing well, and... Um, I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle some of the TV projects that he was a part of. Um, However, he does have a role in Quentin Tarantino's upcoming film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'm very excited for. So from what I understand, that's the last piece of film footage that he will have being released. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing him in that. So uh, rest in peace, Luke Perry, I guess. Um, All right, so let's move on to some fun stuff. Um, Bryn, I know you're a Lord of the Rings fan. Yes, yes. Okay. Did you hear about the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings show? No, I have not. Okay, so Amazon is going... Because of the success of Game of Thrones, Amazon is rebooting Lord of the Rings. We're not entirely sure how far this is going to go. We're not entirely sure if they're doing a full reboot of the movies or not. But some news released today that said, Amazon has confirmed that the upcoming Lord of the Rings series on Prime will take place during the Second Age prior to the events of the film trilogy. Now, I don't know, I've read the novels, but I don't know enough about Lord of the Rings to pick apart the second, third, fourth, you know what I mean, the different eras of Lord of the Rings. And how does this relate with The Hobbit? Well, that was my next question, is where does it fall in in terms of The Hobbit? So I just, I saw that and I was like, oh, I should at least bring that up because it hit. Uh, We've talked about the Lord of the Rings show before, very briefly, because it was just an announcement. So 
Um, are you at all excited for this? Yeah, I, you... didn't, I didn't know about it, so that's going to be awesome. <laughs> right. So I'm really, I'm just kind of curious as to what level they're going to take this. I don't know. I, from what I understand, the first season is getting a one billion dollar budget, a billion dollar budget. So <laughs> I'm only saying that a second time because I'm baffled by that a little bit. What is like a normal? Well, budget? so I'm not entirely sure what a television normally gets for a season. What I do know is Game of Thrones' final season, these final six episodes, got $15 million an episode that does not count um, cast salaries and, like, craft services. So it was just $15 million per production per episode. That's a lot. And from what I understand, that was unprecedented for television. Yeah. So I now wonder what that means for the show and... Clearly, they're going to be throwing a lot of money into it. So, hopefully, it pans out. Um, so, let's move on to Game of Thrones since we're... That's a decent segue, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Game of Thrones is a trailer that came out. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Thoughts on it? I'm excited. Okay. I like the, your, You told me to watch it because it didn't give anything truly away. The, so, it yeah. really doesn't. Hey, there's a shot of a group of guys marching. Seen that before, okay? Yeah. Here's a shot of the dragons. Actually... There's a shot of the dragons. This is technically spoiler territory, everybody, but if you've been keeping up with Game of Thrones, it's not a spoiler. There's a scene where Jon and Daenerys are walking towards two dragons. It's probably my favorite visual shot of the trailer. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot to, but I'm expecting lots of heartache and that kind of thing. Um, But George Martin, uh, creator of Game of Thrones, uh, released a quote. Um, He said, and I thought this was interesting. And I'm excited because of what he wrote. So, I haven't read the final scripts, and I haven't been able to visit the set because I've been working on Winds of Winter. Thank God, I'm so waiting for this book, finally, right? I know some of the things, but there's a lot of minor character arcs that they're coming up with on their own. Okay? And of course, they passed me several years ago. There may be important discrepancies. Okay, so what I took away from that is there is, there's a handful of things. So when the books, when the show surpassed the novels, the, uh, there's, people complain that the books have, the show has gone well beyond the books and now they're just making stuff up. From what I understand, the final season of the show was actually written with using the rough draft of Winds of Winter as a template. And they had everything mapped out per what George told them. But there are some character changes. The biggest glaring character change that if you read the novels to the show in comparison, the biggest change that you're going to notice is the Sansa story arc. Because Sansa in the book never actually married marries Ramsay. It's someone else. So, But when you understand, if you look at the two parallels, it makes sense why they made that jump instead to get the characters where they were if certain characters had to be in certain places for certain things to happen that we know have to happen. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's a really weird way of saying, <laughs> saying that sentence, but if you've read the novels and you've watched the show, you understand, it, it makes complete sense why they went that route. So for George to say that, I'm kind of looking forward to Winds of Winter knowing that there's a chance that the, sh- the books will be vastly different from the show because of these minor character arcs. Yeah, that I don't makes know. sense. You haven't yeah. read the books, have no, you? No, I haven't read the books, but I mean, if... He wants people to buy his books after he's taken so long to read them or to write them. Then he's going to need to. Something has to be different. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Well, and you kind of know that when you have adaptation of page to screen. I mean, there are characters in the show who are dead that are still alive in the books and vice versa. And it kind of lends itself to going, well, I know that I'm still getting Game of Thrones and it's going to be great that I get these books and I'm going to get kind of an altered story. However, what I'm scared about is I'm going to have to live through the death of Princess Shireen again via George George's writing because that hasn't oh, happened in the novels yet. <laughs> so, Do you think the changes are going to be like really like serious, serious changes, like a completely different ending? Well, that made me wonder because I have a feeling. So when they said that, when the Double Ds said that they were using the rough draft of Winds of Winter to, as a template to write the final episodes that they, not the final episodes of the show, but last season. My concern was, is that they're not going to release Winds of Winter and the Song of Spring, which is the following book until the show is long gone. And it's a choice. Like I think Winds of Winter honestly is actually finished. And that quote from George is like, I just got to say that I'm working on it because they're not going to let me release it. I think the book is done. And they're not going to release it until the show is over because they don't want anyone to have the time to catch up to the show and then have the show spoiled for them if it's as close, if yeah. it's the same okay. ending. Okay, that makes sense. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's just my, that's my thought. I mean, you can, you can read a Marvel comic book and go into, you can go read the Infinity Gauntlet storyline in Marvel Comics and walk into Endgame and I have a feeling Endgame is going to be just different enough to keep all the readers on their toes and still not know where this movie's going. Yeah. Where I feel like this is a situation where they're worried about someone spoiling because this is unprecedented to have a television show get beyond the book series. This has never happened in the history of television and movies. So. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. It is, but, you know. But, hey. All right. So let's move on to some DC news. Um, So Aquaman... Um, I know you haven't seen Aquaman yet, right? Not yet. Okay. Waiting for you to receive it in the mail so I can borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so Aquaman, apparently they announced, so the DC streaming app has some live action shows. They have the, um, they have the Titans television show, which I loved. Absolutely amazing. And they have another show, Doom Patrol, which if you don't know Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol released like within weeks or like a month of the X-Men releasing as a comic franchise. It was like they both launched, here's our teams, here's our new teams of, like, ragamuffin-type characters, and X-Men took off, and Doom Patrol just didn't. It was basically like one was going to sell over the other, and, you know, they were just competing. So DC has made a television series on a streaming app called Doom Patrol, which is predicated on that. I have not watched it yet, but the footage looks good. Um, But... They and I and because of some of the things in dialogue in the Titans series, Peter and I were thinking that the DC movie universe existed within these shows and vice versa. Like these shows were a part of the stream of that universe, and they've officially confirmed that Aquaman exists in those shows, which is great. So that makes me wonder if there's more connections that I haven't seen yet. These are all animated? No, they're live action. Oh, they're live action ones? Yeah, like oh. Titans was phenomenal, like really, really good. Uh, Doom Patrol, I'm really excited to watch. I just haven't had a time. Um, but the, uh, but I just thought it was cool that Aquaman exists. So if Aquaman exists, and we know Batman exists because of the converse, because of dialogue stuff that happened in Titans, 
I'm curious as to how many more of the DC movies exist within that. Like, they're all connected. So, kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was connected to the Marvel yeah. Universe. So, um, yeah, because, like, the CW shows exist on their own. But if the DC streaming shows are going to exist within the movie universe, then that's just extra connective So they're tissue. the same actors that are, like, through them? Are well, they all shared that way, too? Or well, not? so none of the characters that we see in this in those shows appear in any of the movies yet. Okay. So, like, if you see one of those characters in the movie, we haven't seen them yet. All right. So, I mean, I don't know who they are. Well, so and they've... And, and how about this? In the Titans show... Batman makes an appearance in one episode. They used... It wasn't Affleck because they announced it. You never actually got to see a clear look at Batman, but they used Affleck's stunt double, so the physical size and... You know what yeah, I mean? So it was... Same, it it, like it same, physically yeah. looked like Affleck. I just know that it was a stunt double because they announced that, so... Um, so I was like, well, at least it's... Again, it's continuity, which everyone wants anyway, right? <laughs> Bryn yes. is just nodding her head like yes like she has like a thousand things to say about continuity later um, and then uh, since we mentioned the CW shows uh, Arrow is coming to a close which is kind of sad because I like the show a lot <laughs> um, the CW Arrowverse has been an amazing thing last week um, I talked about how there's a possibility there's a, someone had posted online about how a rumor that Supergirl's getting cancelled to make way for a Superman television show which just bums me out because Supergirl is my favorite of the series. Uh, but next year's big crossover is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, I touched on this a little bit last week, but Crisis on Infinite Earths in the DC comics, when on the comic book level, when everything got really convoluted and there were a lot of story threads and like different like alternate realities and like stuff started to get really, con- like I said, convoluted and dense and like. You couldn't make sense of a lot of it. They did this cool story arc uh, called Crisis on Infinite Earths where it basically destroyed the multiverse and you were left with one Earth. Lots of character deaths, lots of... Basically, it was basically their way of cleaning house and then you were left with one Earth and then you were like, who's left? And when you start reading, you're like trying to pick up the pieces but you have one streaming continuity out of it. Well, not that the CW shows are getting convoluted, but... When you have shows like Arrow that have been on as long as they have, and they announced that this is going to be the crossover for next year, I think they're going to use that the same way they did it in the comic books and use it to clean house. Green Arrow is probably going to die if the show's getting canceled. They're probably going to the it's, so it's an eight episode season, which runs which will run right up to the crossover. They'll be a part of the crossover and then they'll be done. You know what I mean? They'll go out with this big like epic thing. What scares me is I didn't think about it before, but in the Crisis storyline in the comics, Supergirl dies. So the puppy dog <laughs> look on my face is, please don't do that. But as cool as it would be, however, it would be amazing to see them honor and do it dead on accurate. So, you know, as much as I don't want to see it go, it would be amazing if that's how they did it. So, I, yeah, that's all I got to say about it for right now. So If you're going to do it, do it right. 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 Um... And then uh, Suicide Squad 2 is coming, and uh, Will Smith is apparently... So we talked briefly on an episode or two back about how Will Smith is reportedly not coming back as Deadshot. But at the time of that report, we didn't know what that meant. 
And I just took it as, well, maybe Deadshot's not going to appear in Suicide Squad 2, and that's why he's not coming back, because they haven't announced... They haven't announced what the story is, they haven't announced what characters, they've just... He, they said he wasn't coming back. Now it looks like Will Smith is actually out and actually not coming back, because he's not going to play the character anymore. It looks like it's going to be Idris Elba, um, which... Here's the thing. I want continuity, so I don't want you to recast actors. However... If you go back to uh, Marvel Iron Man 1, Terrence Howard played Rhodey, and then he was replaced by Don Cheadle, and no one seemed to notice because Don Cheadle's so much better as Rhodey. <laughs> um, so, but Idris Elba is a phenomenal choice for Deadshot if we're gonna if we're gonna replace the character, do it now, and hold on to Idris Elba because he's done playing Heindel in Marvel, so <laughs> Hey, You're making a face. We don't know that. Well, we actually saw him die. Like, yeah, saw but him who die knows? We saw a lot I know, of people I know. die, disappear. There's reality stones and time <laughs> we stones. We still and be hopeful. We don't know how this is going. <laughs> well, according to the reports that he's playing Deadshot, he's done at Marvel. So, no? No? Just making a face? I don't love it. I don't love the idea. I love Idris Elba, but I just don't... I... How... They did the Marvel thing with, with Rhodey... He like wasn't a main. main I know character. that's why it made me laugh a little bit because you didn't almost didn't notice yeah, that he got like, changed. If you didn't pay attention to the name, it, it could have played off like he was a different person completely. Right. Deadshot is pretty important player pretty, in the pretty game. He's pretty important. So. Um, <laughs> so that's like I, way more noticeable. Yeah, I agree. I thought Will Smith did a really nice job yeah. and I wasn't. And I'll be honest, when they announced Will Smith as Deadshot, I was not sold. At all, and then I saw him in the costume, like just a, it was just a press release. Here's what he is in the costume, and I was like, ah, oh, I can see it. But then again, you put anyone in the costume and you do it right, you're gonna, you're gonna have that reaction, like, yeah, why not? Um, so I wasn't sold until I saw the movie, and then I was like, yeah, that he really pulled off Deadshot, and I liked it a lot. So, but I also really like Idris Elba, and I think as much as I don't want to lose Will Smith, I kind of look at this as a good thing. So, and, and it's James Gunn, okay? Since he's, since he's not doing Guardians, he came, he's coming over and playing in the Suicide Squad gene pool, and <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that turns out. So, he, he, he chose, he chose Idris Elba for a reason, and I want to, I want to trust in James Gunn, so, yeah? All right, I agree. All right. Uh, some real quick Disney mo- news, and then we're going to move into our watching and reading stuff, and we'll, which will carry us to the end of the show. All right. So, um, people have brought up. Uh, the Disney streaming app is coming out, and uh, Disney had a uh, shareholders meeting, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, um, that, uh, so confirmed, Disney will inc- Dis- the Disney Plus app will include the entire Disney motion picture library, and will open up the famed Disney vault, bringing all of its animated classes to the streaming service. So it sounds like, to me, there will be no rotation of Disney movies on the streaming app. It'll just be, boom, here's all of Disney at all the time. That's like a crazy number. It is. It's over 500 films. It's over 500 films, and that's just Disney. That does not count what they're acquiring from Fox for that streaming app. Yeah, I know. And then that includes Marvel, that includes Lucasfilm, and all those properties and everything, right? Yeah, that's a lot. That's insane. So um, there's still no word on price. There's no word on date launch. We just know it's supposed to be in the fall. So, but I mean, I was sold on the app anyway, 
but now I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Like, I'm just, I'm just excited to have all that stuff at my fingertips, especially when you're like, because for a while I was actually buying the Disney movies as they came out of the vault just to have them on the shelf. And I'd be like, oh shoot, I don't have that one. I got to pick it up. And then I'd forget about it and I'd not pick it up. And then now, you know, not that I sit around and watch Disney movies all the time, but I like Disney movies. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm talking the animated, like kids ones that actually end up in the vault. Um, the other piece of news is Star Wars Land at Disney World. Now, I have a lot of friends who like to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, and Star Wars, the Star Wars Park is already open. But And they are like, well, we were just there. It's open. And I assure you, and I'm telling the listeners again, it is not open <laughs> because they keep releasing photos of the construction going on. So there's no way they're going to let you in that park if construction's going on. However, shareholders meeting, official dates. So... Star Wars Land, officially, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the name of the park, will be opening at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, on May 31st, 2019. So, based on that, they're not open, but that's Is real this quick. May? Yes, it is. Oh, that's wow. real quick. And Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, will open August 29th, 2019. I don't know what the reason for the delay is. They could have started on California early, you know, and then jumped over into the other one later. No clue. What I do know is that, you know, the park's not open yet, and I have vacation I've been planning specifically <laughs> to go around the launch of that park. <laughs> so um, the concept of going to Disney a couple years ago came up, and I was pressed with the idea of going, I'm not going because I'm not spending my money now, and when Star Wars opens, I'm not going to have money to go because that's going to be an expensive, expensive trip. So, that brings us to the end of the news. You ready to talk some, what are we watching and reading? Yeah, sure. So, here's what, alright, so watching and reading. So, first off, uh, I basically just have been keeping up with my DVR and collecting from the busyness I had going on in my life, and so I'm pretty much caught up on my DVR. Um, I have not watched Shameless yet, I'm waiting for the season to finish, and then I'm going to burn out Shameless. Well, I watched the first half of the season. I don't think I've watched the most recent season. Okay. It's because I don't have showtime. Oh, well. And so I have to wait for it to be on Netflix, and huh. it's like, it takes forever. Or you can get it through Amazon. I know, Ooh. but if I keep buying things through Amazon, I have no money. <laughs> well, Amazon, and Amazon will love you for it. Um, no, so basically, uh, I watched, I binged all of Shameless, because I had never watched it, and someone like told me. Like, recently you binged it? Yeah, so someone told me I should watch Shameless, and I had never watched it, and I binged seven seasons, like, I would, like, did you feel invested in it from the first episode? Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I usually give shows, like, three episodes before I, like, have that investment feeling. But, so I, I was, like, first episode, I was like, all right, I'll watch another one. And then, like, after that, it was just, I just kept going. But I binged it. And then I got caught up. And then season eight, the current season, started. And I had to watch week to week. And it felt funny. Yeah. Welcome to my Game of Thrones well, reality. <laughs> well, and I've been wa- but I've been watching Game of Thrones week to week since the beginning. But it felt really weird to watch it that way. So I basically watched the first half of the season and then stopped. Stop and I just let the DVR stack them. And I'm going to just watch them. I'm going to burn it out once it's all done. That's a good idea. So, um, so aside from Shameless, I'm catching up with my DVR. But I did watch a few more episodes of um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix, which is absolutely amazing i'm so glad i'm watching the show i'm really excited to watch some more um it just sucks because i every time i try and sit down to watch it i only have time for like a episode How long are so they? they're like they're hours but it's netflix so it's a true hour yeah. it's just i 
they're like little mini movies, so I have to have time to devote. Um, but because you're starting to get into the superhero stuff, I'm going to highly recommend this show. Um, yeah. It's really so cool. So I think you talked, someone mentioned it in an episode, and then I was flipping through Netflix, and I saw it on there. So I, I'm aware. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's part of a, it's based off of an indie comic title called Umbrella Academy. So it's not Marvel or DC. It's, it's from Dark Horse Comics. Um, and I and when I say I knew of it, I was aware of Umbrella Academy, but I never like dove in or read yeah. anything. Uh, so other than that, um, but I finished um, the book I was reading, um, The Three Secret Cities by Matthew Riley. Matthew Riley is by far my favorite author of all time. The book was absolutely astounding. He had me in tears by the end of it. And then in perfect Matthew Riley fashion, I had to suck back my tears and realize what was really going on and close the back cover and went, God damn it. And now I'm stuck patiently waiting as a devoted fan for the next novel. <laughs> but I was literally on my couch with tears streaming down my face at the end of that book, uh, which doesn't happen to me often with books. And it just it elicited like one hell of an emotional response, because sometimes I'll cry at a movie and a television show if it really tugs at the heartstrings, but novels I can usually see through it. And he always, as a writer, there's always something that makes me like jerk a tear back. Like it'll elicit an emotional response and I'll jerk a tear back, but I've never been, I've never had a book make me legit cry. And that one hit me hard. So um, if you know Matthew Riley's books or you're looking, uh, if you're looking for a really fun ride, uh, the series that. I read the next book in the series, the Jack West series. Um, it starts with the book called The Seven Deadly Wonders. It's absolutely astounding. I highly recommend it. Or all the books. Anything he writes is amazing. So, yeah, uh, Matthew, I know you're listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on the show so we can talk sometime. Um, so, that covers me. Um, what do you got? Because the last time we talked, you had gotten through your Marvel binge. And we kind of did a breakdown with you and your Marvel movies. Yep. And I know you've gone and tried watching other things. I know you looked for. I know you've hit me up over some movies that were non-comic book related because we talked about them on the show, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, I want to like check these out." So I don't know if you did, yeah. but I know you watched a bunch of movies very recently that we're gonna do some unpacking of tonight. So. Yeah. Well, I did watch um, Ghost in the Shell from. Yeah. From listening it to the podcast, and the, I really liked. Yeah. Them. Now you watched the live action, not the anime. Correct. Right? I didn't watch okay. the anime. But you really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay. I like, and it, did my little research about it afterward, like right. I normally do. <laughs> Your little, like, videos that you watch? Yeah. <laughs> videos, but, like, just also, like, just reading about it. Um, and I really did like it. Um, and then, yeah, I, I started watching all the DC movies. <laughs> so, Ghost in the Shell, the DC, you didn't jump on any, like, other movie. Because you hit me up on a couple other movies, like Looper, for example, and I didn't know, I know. if you... That movie is really hard to find. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I looked it up online. I'm like, well, I could buy it and just hand it to her. But, yeah, no, I was like, wow, there's, like, nowhere where it's streaming. or anything. Like, I no. tried finding it, too. Yeah. So. And I tried, like, three different libraries, and no one had it. <laughs> so, um, so I'm still waiting for that one. But, um, yeah, well, all other movies, I've just mostly... I watched a TV show um, in between, and then I started watching all the DVDs. What show? It's called El Marginal. It's a Spanish show, so... Okay. <laughs> it is on Netflix. It's really good if you don't um, mind reading if, subtitles. If, if you're listening and you don't know, Bren is a Spanish teacher, and every now and then she likes to, you know, watch the foreign language stuff, so... <laughs> if you don't mind reading subtitles, oh, it's a really good show. I do show. not mind reading subtitles at all. I just think... It, so, if I watch a movie that's, in, that's a foreign language movie, any language, I always look for, like, I need to be in a mood 
to read. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, I'm not going to sit down and just watch it if I know I'm not going to read it. However, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, for example, absolutely love that movie. Didn't know it was in Spanish. And, like, it's one thing when you watch a movie and, like, they start speaking another language and you're like, oh, I got to read subtitles for 15 minutes and then it's going to be English for a little while and then maybe some more subtitles. I don't mind when they do that. But I didn't know the whole thing was going to be in Spanish. <laughs> so I started watching it. And I'm like, eh, subtitles. And then I realized like an hour in that I was still reading. The movie is like the, one of the most amazing movies ever. But um, I kind of I kind of stumbled onto it. And not knowing I was going to have to read. That's why you should start practicing your Spanish. I, I guess so. <laughs> I, <laughs> then I won't have to read the subtitles. Uh, maybe I can get a free lesson, right? Yeah, of course. All right, fantastic. Um, so let's talk DC because now you've came across the pond a little bit. Um, yeah. now prior to you, now when I say the DC streaming, the that's DC streaming, the DC, uh, uh, cinematic universe, we're talking Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. Correct. You've seen the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. Okay. But have you, did you ever see any of the other DC films like... The original Michael Keaton Batman film or like Richard Donner Superman's. I don't know any names, but I can tell you I saw one Batman movie with the penguin in it. Okay, that was that was that was Batman Returns. Okay, I seen that one. That's one of the there's two Michael Keaton movies, that was the second. I saw a really bad one with uh who Who was the villain? Well, um, I feel like I feel like here's what's funny is you say you saw a really bad one. I think I know what you're gonna say, and I bet every listener who's listening to this right now is screaming Bane at their stick. Yep, every listener is <laughs> screaming, going, "I know what that is." Uh, that would be um, Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, that is the uh, worst thing to happen to Batman since his parents being shot. Um, but yes, that's that's a really bad one. George Clooney played Batman. I in that don't one. even know how I ended up coming across that movie to watch it, but I think it was on Netflix or on Amazon Prime or something like that video where I like just was like, oh, maybe I should watch this. And uh, did you make it through the whole movie? I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during some of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that uh, there's a you and I can have a conversation offline about that movie if you want. There's a lot to unpack there. And maybe it's not worth unpacking. Um, but uh, let's talk about the current slate of the DCEU. Um, where do you want to start? The beginning, probably. Okay. Man of Steel, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so I actually had seen that before. I saw it in theaters when it first came out. And I remember like really liking it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And I wasn't really into superhero movies. Like I like action movies, but the superhero ones I didn't watch, obviously, because I just started watching Marvel. So I kind of forgot about it. And then when I started watching the DC movies, I was watching it, and I even, I think I texted you, I'm like, I forgot how much I like this movie. I really liked that one. I think it's one of my favorite ones out of all the ones that I've seen so far. So basically everything up until Aquaman. Um, And I'm really, sorry, a Superman fan, I think, over Batman. That's totally fine. In this series, I think. That's totally fine. Bren is apologizing to me right now because she knows how much of a Batman fan I am, and I think she's afraid that she's going to offend me by not liking (laughs) Batman. (laughs) Which, you won't. It's fine. Only Peter was here. To each his own. Um, uh, So you loved Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, So we're going to baby step into... Uh, Batman vs. Superman, because I think Batman su- Batman vs. Superman gets an unfair criticism amongst fans in general. And I'm not trying to... And I don't say that like I'm trying to defend the film. But 
uh, there was a massive time gap between Man of Steel releasing and Batman Superman releasing. And the opening of Batman Superman is basically the final, like, ten minutes of Man of Steel. So that connection right there, and I know you watched them fairly closely, not back-to-back, but you watched them close enough that they were I kind of back-to-back. I did watch them back-to-back. Well, and I've never done that, and that sounds <laughs> awesome because of how that movie because of how that movie opens in terms of connective tissue. How did you, like, how do you feel about that? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I did like it. I okay. liked that part of it. I, that's why I like I I really like continuity. So I like the movies that how they go in order. They're all connected. You get to see a different piece of all of the characters, and I I really like that part. So when you start messing with that, that's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so how did you? What do you think of Man, Batman versus Superman as a whole? It wasn't horrible. I didn't love it. Okay. But I did like the ending of it. Not the ending, obviously. <laughs> not that ending, specifically. But Wait, um, what do you mean, the ending? Like, the ending, but not that ending? Well, <laughs> I mean, not when Superman dies. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> not that part. But, like, like, the whole action, the whole fighting, like, all of them together, coming together and fighting, I mean, like, that, that action. Because that fight, because the action sequence... Because there's a lot, there's a slow build up to the actual Batman versus Superman fight, and then from that point on, it's almost all superhero action to the end of the and film. That's it the part is that I like. Nonstop. I wish it was all that because that would have gotten my attention. The whole like pettiness in between the Batman versus Superman petty fight, like, like all the build up to it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I and I told you the same way I felt about Marvel with Civil War, like the whole Iron Man versus Captain America fighting against each other two the two top like favorite characters arguing and and just I'm not a fan of that so that's okay those movies came out in the same year too it was like it was like Batman vs Superman released their trailer and you're just like oh Batman vs Superman and then like days later they're like oh Cap vs Iron Man here we go (laughs) I don't love that okay um Wonder Woman is in the movie yes and I thought it was very interesting the order that they released in, but then yes, the beginning scene of Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, and then and then at the end which, of Wonder Woman when it jumps, yes, does the callback. Which actually, I really liked that idea. I thought that was such a good way to incorporate a flashback, which I don't think any other flashback movies really like. That was perfectly like, yes, I like that. If you do a flashback movie in a series of events. That is the way to do it. That so, was awesome. So you listeners know, Bren asked me when I handed her Wonder Woman, she goes, I don't understand why this is before or after Batman versus Superman. And I said, the opening scene of Wonder Woman will explain that, and I'll leave it at that. And that's basically Wonder Woman receives the photo from Bruce Wayne. Like, he gets delivered to her. And yeah. it's basically, I found the original. I hope, you know, I'm curious about it. And you get to see the... And then it goes into flashback mode. Yeah, because so. I was so interested... And why they chose that order when she's in Batman versus Superman, and I knew who she was because I have seen like part of Wonder, sure. Wonder Woman, and I've seen it since Wonder Woman came out. But I'm wondering, like, as a person that didn't know that right. might be Wonder Woman, like at the beginning when she's not in costume, like then all of a sudden she's in costume, that could be a really cool surprise. Right. But then you know who she is, and then you have another movie after with her as the lead. So I was just kind of really confused. But how they did it. 
was awesome. No, it was it was. It's, yeah, the, it I was just thought just it was so such cool. a. I thought it was a really cool way, and I was and I wasn't. I was. I walked into Wonder Woman knowing it was a flashback movie. I'm like, this is technically the Captain America version for the DC universe because Captain America, the first Captain America movie was like all flashback. It was almost the same kind of thing because they find yeah. him frozen in the ice and then they flash back and bring it back up. So, um, yeah, but I I liked it because it was like her. It, it seemed like she was like actually having a flashback. Like it was oh, like right. you know what I mean. Like it wasn't just like a flashback movie where they're like oh and then this is a story. Like it was like she received this and then like you were kind of like reliving it as she was reliving it, which I thought was really cool. That's the part that I really liked about. It. I thought it was right. really cool how that became almost like a, a part, almost of it. kind of like Titanic in a way. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, where she had to tell the story, so you got to see it through her eyes yeah. the whole time. Right. Well, that's awesome that you liked Wonder Woman. Um, I kind of jumped. Wonder Woman comes after Suicide Squad, um, but I asked. I asked about Wonder Woman because she's in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, so no. we kind of jumped over Suicide Squad a bit. Um, but did you have any like? So let me ask you about Affleck. I'm only asking you about this because I know you're. I know you loved the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, and I'm a huge Christian Bale fan in general. Okay. So, but Affleck, when he got announced as Batman, the internet exploded with, "What are you guys doing? Is this a joke?" People were all upset, and I'll be honest. The announcement of Affleck as Batman, my first reaction was, is this a joke? Is this real? And then when I realized it was real, I thought long and hard about it and realized I was okay with the casting choice. But when the movie released, all the Affleck talk went flat. Like everyone, like no one had a problem with Affleck as Batman. So I'm curious. I, I don't mind him. I, I didn't really affect me and how I really viewed the movie or anything, but I had a question. I remember you talking before about... Were we talking... I, was I talking on the show or were we talking rem- like... I can't remember okay. if it was with you already or if I was listening okay. to you and Peter talk. <laughs> All right. Um, but it was like about him being Batman versus him being Bruce Wayne or someone... I can't remember if it was like, he's not a good Batman, but he's a really good Bruce Wayne or if it was vice versa. Oh. Is that something that happened? Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, you could you could argue that like Val Kilmer, for example, was a really good Batman, but I didn't like his Bruce Wayne. Um, I, I clearly you haven't seen that Batman mm-hmm. film yet, but uh, Michael Keaton, I thought he played both characters really, really well. Um, I actually thought Ben Affleck played both really, really well. Okay. But what I think about what made me kind of go at ease about Affleck's casting was that technically, in a lot of the fight sequences, you're probably going to have a stunt guy in the suit, and you're going to use Affleck for close-ups. Um, unless, you know, unless Affleck's like, no, I want to do these stunts. A lot of times, far away stuff, you're going to see a stunt guy in a suit. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you can put almost anyone in the suit and they're Batman. You need to cast someone who can play Bruce Wayne. So when I thought about that, I was like, oh, then Affleck's fine. I have no problem with him playing the character. He'll be fine as Bruce Wayne. And that's what we wanted. That's what we were concerned about. I thought Christian Bale played both really, really well. What I'm, but... What I've noticed between... Let's use Christian Bale and and Affleck as the pillars, right? Because I don't want to, like, speak ill of the previous, like, you know, Michael Keaton and all them. Um, Because Michael Keaton was phenomenal. I I love his performance. But Christian Bale was hyper... um, Hyper realistic. Not just in his performance, but the direction that the movie took, the production, all that stuff. It was basically, like, the most realistic Batman you're ever going to get. Um, and Affleck performance and production and everything, it was almost like this is the most comic book accurate Batman you're ever going to get. 
Um, and if you read comics, it is very comic book accurate. And like the fight scene in the warehouse when he goes and saves uh, Martha Kent, we've never had a Batman fight scene like that. Not only like cinematically, but that brutal. Like a lot of the Christian Bale fight scenes, they pulled the camera away, like almost like they didn't want to show him fighting. Like the first, the first Christian Bale fight scene in Batman Begins, they pulled the camera away, and you were, didn't get to really see anything. So, and they did that enough to where I was like, no, show him fight. I know he can fight. I've seen him in other movies. <laughs> where this, they like, you, they were making sure you saw every punch and almost like you felt it. But I was just curious, like your opinion on that flight. Yeah, no, I think I liked him as like, the, and now it's gonna sound bad, like. He, I think I liked him better when he was wearing the suit. I okay. feel like it was weird looking at him as Bruce Wayne when he was just in normal clothes. Like, I don't know why. Something about it just it didn't seem like he was... And I have no experience with the comics or anything like that, right. so I don't know right. why I'm, how I'm feeling this way. No, but it's it okay. Just, I just, it just seemed weird, and maybe I just... Batman was a very... Affleck joining the movie was a very controversial pick for DC, and once the movie came out, everyone, no one had anything to say about Affleck. They're just like, oh, he was fine. You know what I mean? They were like, he was fine, he was great, whatever. I'm sad to see him go. Yeah, well, me too um, now that you're saying that. Well, the next, they did say the next Batman movie is supposed to focus on a younger Batman. So even if it's on a flashback level or whatever, you know. Yeah. I That's why I'm kind of like, okay, you know. Oh yeah, I remember you actually did say that. Well, yeah. So I don't, I don't, we still don't know anything about the movie. Like, there's no story synopsis, there's no, like, they're staying, like, completely, like, quiet about it, which is fine. I just want to know who's playing him. I have a, I really just want, I want Army Hammer at this point. If you're going younger, I want Army Hammer and lock him down for, like, a handful of movies, and then we got him. Um, <laughs> what did you, uh, what did you think of uh, Suicide Squad? I liked it. Um, I, I couldn't do this with Marvel because it was 20 yeah, movies and was, run through one it was, of the time, I so. liked it, but it was kind of, I don't know, like I'm not, I, the, it was like too magical and I don't like that. I don't like magical um, things. When you say magical, are you referring to the, the Enchantress? Enchantress? Yeah. Yeah, so my personal feeling is that that was the, that was the one misstep of Suicide Squad and not because I, I, like I liked the movie, but that's, I just think there could have been a better villain. Yeah. Um... I think I would probably agree. I don't know who the villain would be. But. Right. Well, when I heard she was going to be in the movie, I thought to myself, when they announced that she, the Enchantress was going to be in the movie, I was like, I bet she's the villain of the movie and not the Joker. Um, because we knew the Joker was going to be in the movie, and I was like, oh, he'll probably be... At first, I was like, oh, he'll probably be the villain because of Harley's connection with the Joker. And then when I realized, I'm like, no, it's going to be Enchantress. And I like, I almost call, I, like, I basically called the movie before I saw it. But I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I think the problem was, I'm, I feel like that's the movie that, of the whole, all of them so far, before, obviously before Wonder Woman, that everyone was talking about. Like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And got a, it got a lot of hype. And so I think I was maybe expecting a little bit more it got a lot of nasty criticism oh really nasty criticism like there was i was listening to the radio like just in the car and someone was talking about how it was a garbage movie and i'm like did you see the same movie i saw maybe it was all the Um, little children that wanted to dress up as harley quinn for i mean that that could have been it too i mean i think there was a lot of hype for it because harley quinn was in the movie but it got a lot of nasty like reviews there was a review i saw that said if you don't like someone Make sure you buy him a ticket to Suicide Squad. And I'm like, 
again, did you see the same movie I saw? Like, I was just like, what did you guys walk into compared to me? Like, I feel like I saw a different movie completely. Send them the copy of that that Batman movie with Bane in it. (laughs) Yeah. Did you guys watch Batman and Robin aside from Suicide Squad? Um, No, I just, like, that's part of the reason I think DC gets a little bit of unfair criticism. Um, I loved the connections, like the Affleck cameo in Suicide Squad. When he appeared for, like, the Joker and Harley uh, car chase. And oh, he yeah. appeared for the Deadshot uh, flashback mm-hmm. sequence. And I loved having Affleck in the movie. I just thought it just connectively. Um, and then the bonus scene at the end of Suicide Squad with Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to say about that. Just, yeah. Okay. I had to watch it twice because I was kind of confused on what they were talking about at first. Oh. But then... Well, he had the papers with the Justice League files. I know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, But with that segue, um, what do you think of Justice League? Okay, so I want to know before what was what were the reviews on that one before? They were mixed. They were like dead mixed. Like everyone, there were there was an argument of like this is exactly what we wanted from a DC movie, and then there was reviews that were like, what happened with this DC movie? It was like a weird like dead middle like. Mixed reviewed movie. Did you tell me your opinion on it? No. Okay, because I think it's my favorite out of all of them that I've Interesting. watched so far. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I did really like the Justice League movie, um, but as since the movie's released, I've learned so much about the movie we could have gotten well, yeah. because of what happened with the director change that I really am hoping that they release the Snyder Cut. DC, I know you're listening. Release the Snyder Cut, please. Um... So I'm really like I'm hoping we get that someday. Uh, they did it with Superman two, uh, the Christopher Reeves movie. Eventually, uh, Superman two was directed by a director. Same kind of thing happened. It was a fallout. Someone else got final cut, changed the movie, and then later they released the director cut version. At some, at, eventually they did. So you know, look on your face I'm like you don't to think know what I'm talking Spider-Man about. Spider Man two, did you say? Superman two. Superman two. I was like, yeah, Christopher Reeve, the back in the seventies. This happened back then, too, so it's almost like a weird repeat. But tell me about Justice League. What did you like? What did, you know? I just liked that it was action-packed, right? The whole yeah. time, it was just like... That's what I really appreciate in a movie, a superhero movie. I okay. Guess. Wasn't that crazy about Steppenwolf? He kind of was creepy-looking, but not in like a scary way, just like a weird way. I, I wish they didn't really zoom in on his face as much as they did. Oh, okay. Um... And I'm, I was also kind of confused because that's the same guy from from Batman versus Superman in the end credit. Uh, yeah. But he, like, dissolved. So I didn't know that it was, like, the, the same, same guy. He it was almost like he was... In the Batman-Superman, and that's... So in the director's cut, the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, the R-rated one, that... Because if you see it in theaters, <laughs> that scene's not in there. If you saw the theatrical cut of Batman vs. Superman, the scene with Steppenwolf is not in the movie. But if you watch the Ultimate Edition director's cut, Steppenwolf is at the end of the movie, and they, um, you will hear, uh, you'll see a scene where the SWAT team goes to arrest Lex Luthor, and he's talking to some alien being, which, because of the way he dissolves, it looks like he was just communicating via some kind of inner space communication thing. Yeah, I was kind of... Because then he was, like, using the, those... What are those ki- things called? The the mother... Oh, uh, the mother boxes. Mother boxes. Then he was using those to, like... Well, I wasn't... I don't know. I, I always use the Harry Potter term apparating, but, like... Apparating? Yeah, no, it, that's... Poof. So, if... It made a large boom sound every time it appeared. Did you notice that? 
every time in Justice League, every time like that that tube opened and he like yeah. appeared, those are called boom tubes. Oh my gosh! It's, no, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, yeah, they're called they're called boom tubes, and the mother boxes basically open up a portal, and it just choo, it just boom, and they like appear, and then you just drop through it. Um, so and they're and they were calling to him. Yeah, like just... he like he could sense where they were, like he's so dark side. So Steppenwolf is basically the uh, he's a general for Dark Side, which is the big bad that just that is. And the movie that we were supposed to get in the Snyder Cut, Dark Side's in the movie. You should make a PSA to everyone <laughs> telling them. Look, I'm not the only one making a PSA to DC saying release the Snyder Cut. No, but you I'm, guys, I'm talking about listeners, you should, you should have seen the look on Bryn's face when I said that Dark Side was in the movie and got cut out. Um, I'm serious. Make a PSA right now. Right. Tell them all to watch <laughs> the director's extended cuts. Don't watch the theatrical version. You're watching right. not Just a real movie. Always watch. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, Darkseid was supposed to be in the actual, in the Snyder, he's in the Snyder's Cut and he got cut out. But Steppenwolf talks about Darkseid, it's in dialogue. So my thought was if he's not in the movie but you at least mention him, that's fine because it's supposed to be a Justice League 2 and then obviously we'd get Darkseid and, you know, that kind of thing. Because um, I guess in the original cut of the film, whatever happens, uh, Steppenwolf winning or losing is irrelevant because you get to see Darkseid at the end, kind of like how we saw Thanos at the end of the first yeah. Avengers film. And you're like, oh, that's the big bad. Cool, we have another movie coming. And you're all excited. Um, but Steppenwolf was searching for the mother boxes. He basically could sense where they were. I don't know if it was a piece of tech. I don't know if it was that he could just feel where they were because they were created on his home planet. So he was, sent, he was trying to find the mother boxes because if he combines them together... It'll terraform the planet. So, but what I'm interested about is how, if you look at it, at the end of Justice League, all those like plants and stuff grew out of the, like it introduced alien plant life. So, to me, that's a story thread that eventually needs to be looked at. Because in Man of Steel, when the terraforming machine came down, because in Man of Steel, there's no kryptonite until after the terraforming machines destroyed, which had introduced all these Kryptonian minerals into the planet. And now there's kryptonite on the planet. So in Batman vs. Superman, suddenly there's kryptonite. You're nodding at me. Did yeah, you not I'm pick also, up on that? No, I did, but okay. I'm, I'm also thinking about something else. That okay, I just what are you thinking about? In Batman vs. Superman, what was the importance of the ground rumbling on um, his casket? Like the, Oh, because he wasn't dead. Oh, so like, you know, that, so that was, last shot and the ground like lifts yeah. off. Yeah, he wasn't actually dead. But then they bring him back to life. Right. And they basically like so imagine was he just sleeping in Well, there? so in the in the comic books, when Superman fought Doomsday, um, it was basically like a super unconsciousness is the best way of wording it. Because everyone thought he was dead and the body was moved and all this nonsense and then eventually he came back but everyone was like, well, how'd you come back? He was basically like revived later with Kryptonian tech. But he didn't actually like die. Him and Doomsday together collectively didn't die because they basically knocked each other out. But because it's Superman and it's alien physiology that we don't understand, you there was no way of telling if he was alive or dead. And it's not like you can pierce his skin with a needle to, like, take a blood sample to see if he's okay. You know what I mean? It's just, like, hyper, like, a level of unconsciousness that we couldn't detect. So that's more of, like, you need to, like, know the comics to pick, the, pick well, that up? Well, when it happened in the comic book, when Superman got killed by Doomsday in the comic book, everyone thought he was dead. And it wasn't until later 
when more comics started coming out that you found out what was really going on. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it just, okay. it like, for me, for not any having any experience, that and, was, I was expecting something different. Yep, and that, I think, is part of, one, I feel like Zack Snyder would have been smart enough to include something like that in his cut of the film for explanation, and two, that's where I think DC has made a little bit of a misstep, because I have so much DC knowledge just from reading comics that I know it all, so when I see something, I'm not... I don't, I don't say that in any arrogance, but I know no, I, I know so much of it that when something happens on screen, I don't need the kid glove explanation. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, that's how it is. And I know that other DC fans think the same thing. Like, yeah, it's all there. And I'm like, but when you look at it from someone from your perspective, it's really not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because cause to me, he just became, they brought him back to life from the, the mother... Whatever. Yeah, they used the mother box to basically, like, jumpstart Superman. Yeah, and bring him back to life. So then it was just kind of made that whole scene in the other movie a little bit weird. But whatever. Okay, but overall you like Justice League. Yeah, I think think it was my favorite. Okay. All of them so far. Well, that's cool. Still waiting to see Aquaman, which I was really excited about. But now I don't love Aquaman based on his appearance in Justice League. He's kind of... Okay. I don't know, it's kind of like an attitude I'm not in love with yet. All right. Well, that's okay. I'm but I, I'm not in love. I loved Aquaman. So I know, I know you so said that, good. but I have like two of my friends say, say it's the worst of all of them. Oh. So it's like, what is going, I need to see it for myself. Yeah, you really do. Um, yeah, you really do. I walked into Aquaman thinking to myself that the trailer just looked magical, and then I feel like I watched a movie I've never seen before. I have a question. And, yeah. Do they talk in, like, air bubbles? Is that how they in talk? In Aquaman? No. Yeah. Okay. No. That's how they talked. In- that's, how, that's how Mira and Aquaman talked. And I have a feeling, and I was, I was thinking about this, because uh, when she did that in the in Justice League and they had that sequence where they talked in the air bubble, I was like, oh, that's really clever. Just on a, on a level of cleverness. Like, that's really kind of cool that they did that, because I'd like to see how they handle that when they get to Aquaman. And then James Wan, who directed Aquaman, said he's not doing that. And I was like, that's interesting. But when you watch Aquaman, it's completely irrelevant. Because she does some cool bubble stuff in the movie. So for consistency, some of the stuff's there. But it's almost like, because there were other, like, the guards in that, like, little temple or whatever, it's almost like maybe she did that bubble thing so they could talk privately and they couldn't hear the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there wasn't... It's, it's really my brain filling in the gap. But... It's almost like it doesn't matter. So you got to see that cool sequence. It was cool looking. We're going to go here and do this, but... Yeah, it made me curious. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's shift gears and talk some Marvel stuff, some things that you love to talk about. Um, it is March 7th. We are two, we're a day away from Captain Marvel releasing. I'm seeing it on Saturday, the 9th. How about you? I told you I think that I'm going to wait until it's at, like, the movie theater where I can, like, go by myself. So it's, like, I'm seeing it in the big on the big screen, so I get all of that awesomeness with it. But I'm also alone, so I can react freely. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right. Well, I'm very anxious to hear your Captain Marvel thoughts when you actually get there. I will um, let you know. Okay. You know I will. There's no way that I could watch it without... Asking you like twenty questions and 
all kinds of comments right. about it. Well, before we shift into list mode, uh, you went from Marvel to DC, and I still get text messages from you every now and then about like things you're discovering. How is your travels into the world of geekdom and this nerd culture craziness that we live in? How is that going for you? Like, are we still doing our research? Have you watched like? <laughs> so I I stopped kind of researching into the Marvel for like the Avengers. Okay. Stuffed only because I started. I started feeling like I was getting some spoilers because I ha- I don't know anything about Captain Marvel other right. than now I know a few things because I ended up watching the trailer and I was watching a, a theory about Endgame and it mentioned Captain Marvel so I kind of got a spoiler that way. If it's a spoiler. If it's a well, no. <laughs> okay, so you have to understand. Today's for, rumors are tomorrow's spoilers. Yes, I but know, it wasn't. But. It wasn't. Like a spoiler in the sense of like towards the movie, it was like, so I went into this without knowing obviously anything. I didn't know any who, who the, I knew who the main characters were mm-hmm. and what their abilities were, but like all of the side characters that are still pretty important, I didn't know what their abilities were or anything like that. And Captain Marvel being one of them, I literally know, knew that her name was Captain Marvel and that was it. I didn't know what she could do. I didn't know anything about her. Um... So I took that into, like, anything related to her is a spoiler not to the movie, but to me. Because I wanted to watch it with, like, it all being new and all being surprising. Like, what could she do and all that kind of thing. So now that I know what some of her powers are, that's, like, that was a spoiler to me. It wasn't a spoiler to the movie in any way. Because anyone that knew Captain Marvel would know what she could do. So that kind of spoiler just for me. So I stopped, um researching (laughs) because I didn't want to know anything more about her I wanted the movie to be more of a surprise so I stopped doing that okay I've been sort of reading about about like DC I was gonna say what you that that was my next question (laughs) but I haven't got I feel like your love for Marvel is so vast and look everyone has their I like this over the other thing which is fine some people are Marvel fans some people are DC fans over one or the other some people can actually say they're a happy medium of both it seems to me that you're very much more excited about Marvel and Again, to each his own, so it doesn't matter. So how do you... Are you starting to, I like... I just feel like I'm more... There's more. There are more movies, so I feel like I'm more invested okay. in that just because it's. it seems like um, more of a complete universe. I know, like, multiple characters. Like, when these other movies come out, like Suicide Squad 2, and, and obviously when I watch Aquaman, and when I'm introduced to more characters, and I feel like... I don't, like... I liked the DC movies. I did not like them. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Like, you just you the, seem like you're. It's just in terms of an excitement level. Yeah. And you know, I was you know. Um, I just feel more invested into the Marvel side of things just because there's so many of them, and I've spent way more time. Like I have had so much fun watching these. I literally watched, um, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and, and Justice League all yesterday. Right when I came right. home from and work. Right, and it's only because you felt you had to. I know, but like I I when I. When I borrowed the movies from you for um, the first three, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide 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 Squad was also part of that that I just never got to. Like, I watch them back to back. Like, I I like watching them, binging them, because I I like watching them all, how they're all connected, and I get excited, and I get into it. Um, There's just way more for me to go on based on... Marvel right. versus DC right now. But I am ex- I mean I'm excited for Aquaman. So what have you since you said you've been reading about DC, what have you been pouring into? I was just looking into certain characters like I want to know more about them. So I want to I'm I was very intrigued by what is this El Diablo? 
No, the Diallo. I, I honestly, I figured you were going to come out of Suicide Squad going, this is my favorite character. Yeah, because I, I like the, I don't know, the fire thing was cool. Like, that's like kind of a mutant thing where he can just literally. Yeah. So I, I like learning about those kinds of characters and who they come from. And it's fascinating that there's not just one of them. There's like three of them or something that go by that name. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me. And then I was reading into Harley Quinn, more about her, just... They so for the Marvel, I was able to find a YouTube channel that like did a really good job of breaking down the movies and then like making all these connections to like a bunch of different comics, which I like. So I wasn't reading the comics, but I was at least getting some information from them. And unfortunately, they don't have really good ones for the DC. So I'm st- I still need to find a way to sure. get the comic version of them. I gotcha. But, okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, are you ready to discuss our really difficult list tonight? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the list, everybody. So you know what that means. And and now for the top five. All right. So we are. Uh, so. If you've been listening, normally you know week to week what the next week's list is. But with Peter on his uh, baby leave, um, I am kind of flying at the seat of my pants, and we're kind of making this up as we go. So the lists are coming very randomly, and they're coming without warning. So next week's list, honestly, I don't know. We're going to find out what that's going to be next week. Um, And when Peter actually does return, we will be doing our favorite movies from 2018 uh, because, unfortunately, Baby had to come after the Oscars, which when we planned on doing that list anyway. So uh, when Peter returns, we'll be doing, we'll be discussing our favorite movies from 2018. So, Bryn, um, I gave you a really difficult list because you love the Marvel Universe. On a scale of you love all of it. Yeah. Almost unconditionally. Yes. Um, love it all. And last time you were on... You kind of forced me to pick randomly who my favorite Marvel characters are. Go, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to give you some prep time. And I said, you know, it'd be fun because you love all of this. Let's talk about your least favorite uh, Marvel characters. Yeah, which is like the hardest list that you could have possibly given me. So um, you might not have a lot to say about them. That's (laughs) fine. Um, But I'm very curious. I'm very curious about this because I've been reading comic books so long in my life that there are characters that irritate the living crap out of me for various reasons. Some of them I don't have a lot to say about, but I thought about it like, you know, why I don't like certain characters. So I have zero honorable mentions because this is just five characters that I'm like, I just, they just bug me. Was this easy for you to do? No. This was so hard for me to do. I don't feel confident. This, this, this was. Is, this is my disclaimer. I don't feel confident in my list. It was so hard, and all of these characters are basically characters that I just that kind of annoy me, but I still kind of like them. <laughs> all right. I just like them the least. All right. Well, how about this? Do you have? I'm gonna let you go first. But do you have, or do you want me to go first? Well, I can say my, like, half honorable mention. Okay, yeah, sure. Because you said you had a weird, like, I didn't like them, but I like them now kind of Okay, thing. so when I first started watching the Avengers movies, I, everyone was, like, saying, oh, Thor is the best Avenger, Thor is the best Avenger, blah, 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 blah. And I was watching the first Thor, and I hated it. And I watched the second Thor, and I hated it. I was like, this is the worst. I was like, he's the worst Avenger. He's, <laughs> he's so annoying. Like, he sucks. But then I watched Thor Ragnarok, and my mind was, like, completely changed. 
and I like now I'm obsessed with Thor. Like he's one of my favorites. Right, and then you get to see the and you get and that moment in Infinity War. Spoilers when he actually like appears at the Battle of Wakanda. Yeah. That is my that is my favorite entrance into the movie where you're just like. They're clearly, everyone's down for the count, and then douche, there's Thor and yeah. Groot and Rocket, and I'm just like, yes! <laughs> so, at that time, when I, like, didn't know any better, I was, like, kind of ripping on him, but now I'm, he's right. one of my favorites. Like, he ha- he always has the best entrance, in- entrance, entrance, entrances? Entrances, yeah. All right. English is hard. So, Thor you hated, and now you love. But now I love him. So, he's, like, my honorable, mon- my honorable mention. I cannot speak English anymore. Sure, it's all good. Um... Just because... We'll fix it in post. <laughs> just because. <laughs> perfect. Or I could speak Spanish instead and I right. won't have a new problem. Um, just because I didn't like him at first, and he's like the only character that I really didn't like ever. Okay. But I, but I love him now. Okay. He's one of the All right. Well, I'll just mark it down as an honorable mention. But um, since I don't have any honorable mentions, what's your actual first pick of the night? Okay, this is not in any order because, like no, I said no, no, before, no, no, no. This, this is... is we, only, we only rank lists when it's a year. I know, but, like, you know how, like, you're like, oh, I always save this one because I'm going to have, like, a lot to talk about them. Like my To be completely my honest, <laughs> we always run into, like, I have a lot to say about this tool. You know what I mean? Like, but... Well, my list is very... This was a hard list. So I'm just going to start maybe with this nice um, woman that's standing right next to me. Um, Storm. When, I, when she says standing right next to her, she's got a book in front of her. She had an X-Men book, so she's got Storm on the cover. So Storm, you didn't like? Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I don't love her. I, I, don't, I don't not like her. I just don't love her. Um, oh, we matched on Storm, by the way. Oh, okay. I want to know about what you think. Because mine is like superficial things. Like she kind of, her personality in the X-Men movies kind of annoys me. Her power, like her mutant ability is just not a real mutant ability in my, I like things to be like somewhat realistic and like hers doesn't really seem that realistic. Sure. I could definitely do without her. I don't like this love affair that she has with Nightcrawler and it's not, I don't know. And then later she gets married to Black Panther. Yeah, you told me that and I don't like that. Um, Everything you just said about Storm is the reason I don't like Storm. Like, almost, almost verbatim. Like, uh, going all the way back to, like, the 90s X-Men cartoon, Storm always has had these really... Her, her dialogue always bugged me. Like, I'm like, people don't talk like that. Like, why are you talking like that? You know what I mean? Like, and then when they cast Halle Berry, I was like, well, maybe this will turn around a little bit. And Halle Berry was fine all the way up until the end of the movie, and she has the worst line of dialogue ever written in a film ever, and somehow she had to sell it. And it, we're stuck... Yeah, and somehow so. she's like the one of the leaders. Like, how does she right. get to be the leader? Right now, I liked I liked her in X Men Three, which is X Men: The Last Stand, uh, which was the first attempt at doing the Phoenix. Remember when they had the like the mutant cure? I watched them all. I know like, it was back. when she had um, it was when she had like the short like white hair. Her hair's always short and white. Well, in the first two movies, her hair was long. I don't know. Um, and I liked her in Last Stand. Um, and that was, like, the only time that I liked Storm. How do you feel about this young Storm? Um, she, the, like, the Mohawk, for example, that's... Not uh, her okay. hair, okay. just Well, like I was going to say, like, the, you, the, <laughs> well, the Mohawk is classic Storm look. That's how she originally looked. Um, she's okay. She's not in it enough for me to have an opinion yet. We've, we have, I've only oh, seen, like, she was in Apocalypse, Apocalypse, and then it was not much of her in the movie. So, like, I don't really have an opinion about her yet. Um, we'll see when we get to so Dark this... Phoenix because we'll have some more opinions there. So. All right, we matched. So now it's back to me. Yeah, it's back to you. 
All right. Well, I'll stick on the X-Men train, I guess. Okay. Because when I was doing this, this is the weird part that's going to make no sense of how my brain is working, but if I were to choose, and I know Marvel is X-Men and Avengers. And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, I I only say and Spider-Man because up until recently, Spider-Man was kind of its own thing with Sony, but now they're all playing nice, so... Well, okay, so the MCU and X-Men, because that's how I mm-hmm. my brain is working. So I know they're all connected by Marvel. And I really like the Marvel movies. But if I were to if this was like real life, I think that I would rather live in the X-Men world. Okay. Which is interesting. Which is but it's also more interesting of all I most of my characters that I came of came up with right away on this list were from X-Men that I didn't <laughs> right. like. How about this? Let me see if I can do here. So I have... So two characters of mine were from X-Men, two were from Spider-Man, and one kind of fits all of it. Oh, I forgot to ask you another thing. Well, how about this? I give, my hey, list. give me your... Ooh, interesting. Well, how about this? Does your question you want to ask me affect your next pick, or do you want to... Well, I don't know if this person counts... But it's gonna have to count because I can't think of another person. It's gonna have to count, and we're <laughs> so on the air. So. <laughs> All right. So my next person is gonna be um, Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. You know, you told me from the get go yeah. that you didn't like Jean I, Grey. I, I, yeah. She's the, she was my number one that I came with right away. I was like, okay, she's on my list. And I and when I sent you the list and said, hey, let's do this, I had a feeling she was gonna make your list. She. I'm just not on this whole Phoenix train. Like, I don't know what it is about her, and. She also annoyed me. I'm not in love with this whole, like, threesome thing that's going on. The love triangle. The love triangle. You're right. It's not threesome. <laughs> Threesome's a way of wording it, but love triangle's probably a better way of wording it. Probably the truth of what's going on is the love triangle. Um, that didn't really... I, d- I just didn't like it. I don't think that... What move Was it X-Men 3 that she... That's when she attempted. That's when they. That's when the writers attempted to kind of shoehorn in the phoenix. Yeah, I didn't stuff. really like that. I wasn't a fan of that. And this is also gonna probably get me some hate, but I'm not a huge Sophie Turner fan. Ooh. And so, okay. like, I don't like her in Game of Thrones. Oh. Sans is like my least favorite character in Game <laughs> of Thrones, so it did not do sure. Jean Grey any favors when she got casted. So. I'm looking into this next X-Men movie okay. positively. Right but before I'm... we set... Okay, Jean Grey speaking. Right before I hit the record button, we watched... Or you watched the Dark Phoenix trailer. Yes. Thoughts? I'm going to watch it. I know like you, you are. Like you always I, say, my I know you going to be but, in that but, seat. But, but your but first <laughs> reaction of that trailer... I'm just like... not so excited about it because I would. Okay. there's other stories that I would rather hear over this one, I think. Sure. Like, there's other characters that I would like to know more about before her. So I'm not, like, so into it, but I'm going to go see it because I'm of a course. fan of the yeah. the story. Well, I think whole. the trailer looked amazing. Yeah, I think it will be so. I think it will be a good movie. I just don't think I'm going to... I can't go into it. I have to be positive. I'm, we're, yeah, I'm no. looking forward to it. Yeah, great. Okay. I mean, it's funny because I want to try and be positive, and here we're doing a list that's kind of negative because we're talking about characters that bother us. Yeah, but my list isn't really that negative because it's mostly... I like them all still. Okay, great. Well, my next pick is a Spider-Man character, uh, Craven the Hunter. Yes. Don't know who that is. Right, and I know you were looking through a Spider-Man book right where we started recording, and Craven came up and you said, "Wow, that's an outfit." 
Um, it was the guy with the like the, the jungle line? like leopard print like yeah. <laughs> oh um, my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, Craven the hunter, he's he has always bothered me in terms of he look he's basically like a reality TV star who I never felt as a his motivations as a villain. Yes, that's Craven the hunter. I never I never felt that his vision his motivations as a villain were solid enough. Where like Green Goblin had a motivation to do this thing, and then Spider-Man came in and stopped the Green Goblin. Um, you know, Venom has a Venom has a motivation to do whatever he's doing. Spider-Man comes in and fights Venom. Like these characters have their own story arcs, and Spider-Man kind of happens to be a part of it because he's like, no, 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 you're a bad guy. You can't be doing that. And I gotta stop you. Craven, his his motivation was, I think I'm better than Spider-Man, so I'm going to go hunt Spider-Man and see if I can be better than Spider-Man. And it just, I never liked it. And for some reason, he has a bit of a fan following, and I've just never liked the character. I don't really love his fashion sense. No, his fashion sense is weird. And then... He reminds me of, like, a, he should date Corella DeVille. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the uh, 101 uh, Spiders. Spider Dalmatian, spider Nations, or however you want to refer to it. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I never liked Craven. Um, it, even when they tried rebooting him with the Spider Ultimate Spider-Man story arc and everything, and I just, he always just bothered me as a character, so. Um, Does he have abilities? Like, what are his abilities? Um, sure. I'm not entirely sure. What are you laughing at? He was born at? into a family of Russian, Russian aristocrats. Right. I mean, he's basically he's basically a hunter, and he's like he's basically a big game hunter, and he came to New York to see if he could best Spider Man and hunt down and looks at Spider Man as the ultimate game. So I just I just never liked the character. I never. Yeah, I don't know. I but, heard he was going to be in um, Spider Man Far From Home. Great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I I hear you. I know you're just messing with me. Um, but yeah, that's my next pick. So, um, what do you got? Have I, I've only said two. Yeah, we're we're back to you. So I've said two. You've said two. Okay. What was your next one? And these are coming straight from how I can think about them because I might be That's a little okay. bit. Um, okay, so this doesn't necessarily count, but it's gonna count. Um, an AI. An AI. Are you vision? No. Oh. I thought you would know because I told you that I didn't like this one. Um, Friday. Oh, I'm making it count. Oh no, I'll let I'll let Friday count. That's fine. Okay, she but annoys let's... me. Oh my gosh, like I get that Jarvis had to go and become Vision. Like I love Vision. I thought you were gonna tell me you didn't like Vision. No, that's what I thought you were gonna oh, say. Oh no, oh no 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 <laughs> no Friday. All right. And then what annoys me even the most in my research does she? What does her acronym even stand for? I actually don't know. It's not even a real thing. Okay. That's even worse. She doesn't even count as anything. She's just annoying. Her voice is annoying. She's just like the cheap second best. And <laughs> well, that's what we're stuck with. Well, now. well, maybe if, God forbid, Tony Stark dies in Endgame, maybe his consciousness will become the new suit AI, and you'll get Tony Stark consciousness, so okay. you get to hear his dialogue. I will approve of that. 100%. I, we, we, we will all approve of that. Um, so when Shirari, Black Panther's sister, becomes the new Iron Man... Um, by the way, I, that's not a for real thing. That's a direct, like, just yeah. speculation nonsense. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I said, uh, is that it for you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring up one that is a, this is, I'm probably definitely going to get some hate for, potentially from you, potentially from our listeners. 
Um, is it one of my top five favorites? No. Okay, then we're fine. <laughs> then we're fine. Um, it's Phil Coulson. Okay. Agent Coulson. Now, Agent Coulson in the early Marvel stages didn't bother me at all. Like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, leading up to the Avengers film, didn't bother me at all. I liked the character. Then we got to the original Avengers film. And bizarrely, he was this weird fanboy character. Okay. And he had to get the, and he was like, man, I can't wait to meet at Captain America and have him autograph my baseball cards. And I thought that was really like out of place for a government agent. It seemed silly, corny, and it really made me dislike him as a character. So when he died in the movie, I was like, thank God. Like that was my, I'm like, eh, whatever. And then I thought it was, and then they used Coulson's death to like rally the team together, which kind of felt a little shoehorned, I yeah. guess you could say. Oh, yeah. So I just, I didn't like the character. And then, uh, you haven't watched any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., have you? No. I asked you, I think, if I should watch it. Um, if you watch it, great. But Phil Coulson's in it, and it takes place post-Avengers 1. So he should have died, right? How is he alive? And they kept saying, they, they kept saying, keep watching, keep watching, it'll be explained. And I know it was explained, but I don't buy it. What did they say? Am I allowed to it was, ask? It was basically an alien resurrection. Like he was, his body was taken by aliens and he was brought back to life. I was expecting something completely different because of some things that were taking place on the show. And then they went that route and I'm like, eh. But, so I just, I, I liked the character at first and then it took this weird turn and then I stopped liking him. And every time he comes up in conversation or like in an article or whatever revolving around the marvel universe i always just like make a face and i like click away <laughs> so yeah so i'm phil colson's my next pick but or agent colson and you're making this like weird smirk I'm on your face a, like what didn't he have a a name that he went by or something in the beginning when he was first getting introduced well he kept saying he was I know he kept saying, I'm pretty sure he kept calling himself Agent Coulson, but he kept trying to, like, because they hadn't, didn't have S.H.I.E.L.D. as an acronym yet. They didn't call oh, it yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. He it kept saying like... from the Strategic Homeland, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, that's a long name. He's like, yeah, we're working on it. So some of that stuff was funny, but, and I liked him in the beginning. Yeah. I just, it was Avengers 1 that turned me away, and then the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, and then, yeah. No, I, I'm not, I accept, your reasons are way better than my reasons. All right. Um, well, that brings us to your next pick. Um, I'm going to choose Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Really? Yeah. Okay. My experience with him is one movie. Two, two <laughs> movies. Two movies. I didn't... I felt like I, he was the worst of the whole group. Oh, that's interesting. I don't... Why is that interesting? No, it's just interesting that... I didn't know... I mean, I know you saw those old movies, the older Fantastic Four movies, and we haven't really had, like... A really good resurrection of the Fantastic Four movies, but I didn't know you had like opinions about them because we've never really talked. Oh, about I the liked Fantastic I liked Four the movie. The, okay, not the other one that they made. They made like a separate remake. They tried to. Yeah, I didn't ever see that one. Okay. I liked the original ones. I thought they were fine. Okay, I just didn't know you had opinions about them because we've never talked. We've only talked about this newer slate of films. Oh yeah. Well, I told you I was really trying to scrounge up some uh, five people for this <laughs> list. I had to expand my horizons. Right. Okay. So I had to think of what characters like I didn't like and uh, which characters basically annoyed me compared to everyone else around them. And he was he was like too dorky, like 
I know goofy. my brother. I know my brother Scott right now is listening to this and screaming at everything coming out of my mouth because he's he's a Marvel fan, like such a diehard Marvel fan that anything if I speak negatively of Marvel, he's always like on my case. But it, this is my least favorite well, characters. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying how hard it is because I like all of them. Right. My I reasons know. are not really good reasons. Well, I mean, I like, I like all of like DC, but I still could pick five least favorite DC characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's characters on that side of the coin that bug the crap out of me, too. Yeah, so but you have we more all... exposure. Like, True, but we all we I'm all have... limited. Right. So, like, my reasons are just, like, mm, that, that person it's... didn't really rub me the right way. And, like, I only, I don't have a... and I only chose this list because of how, like, in love with this franchise that you are. And that's why I was like, let's make this a difficult list for you to do. Yeah, and... Well, you succeeded in that. <laughs> all right, so you said Mr. Fantastic. All right, so my next pick is uh, a Spider-Man villain. Again, it's the Green Goblin. And this is where I know my brother is screaming at me right now. That's why I said I know he's going to be upset when I say this. Um, I have never liked him as a villain. Um, I just, I just, he just got tired. There's too many goblins. And I know that... I'm not the only one that thinks there's too many goblins because it went from Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, to Harry Osborn, Green Goblin, to Hobgoblin, to Demogoblin. Like, there's a lot. And I just, I thought the Goblin thing got kind of tired. Um, and then when they did William Defoe in the first Tobey Maguire movie, uh, Green Goblin, he looked like a Power Ranger character. Like, that suit, like, it didn't, it just felt like it wasn't what it could have been. And I just, it was too, I don't know, I just couldn't take it seriously. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. But, unfortunately, as we rolled from that, the Goblin stuff kind of continued, and I just never liked the villain. I, There's so many better Spider-Man villains, I'm just yeah. like, why is this the main Spider-Man villain, you know? I kind of like him. I, that's, uh, yeah, I know, to each his own, so. <laughs> I think he was better than the other ones that I have known in the films. Oh, okay. Not, I, I mean, come on, right. I'm very limited. I know, that's all right, that's fine. Um, so yeah, Green Goblin was my pick, right. but uh, this brings you back to your last one. Great. Great. Do you not remember, or do you like not want to say it? I don't really remember because it was hard. <gasps> well, I sort of remember. So it was, I think. Man, I, last time you came on the show, you had it written down. You had a whole big spreadsheet. No, I didn't have it written down. Oh, I don't know. You were looking at your phone when we were. Like no. I thought you had it like on your phone, like looking through like. The your, last time. Yeah. Or did you just have it all remembered? The last time I was on the show. Yeah, when you came on the show. That was random. We didn't even know we were doing it. Oh, I thought you had it like all written down because you were the one that made me do it. So no, I. uh, Oh, that was. I thought I thought you made it random for me and you were prepared. No. Okay. Surprise. No. Um, I'm (laughs) gonna choose. I guess I'm going to choose, and you're probably not gonna. This is like gonna. This is like a weird one because I really do actually like the character. This is where you say my favorite, right? No, it's not. It's not your favorite. Well, I, 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 you have talked about her before. It's Kitty Pride. Oh. Only because she's not my favorite. No, I didn't think she was your favorite, but I thought you did like her. I yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. This is so. This was extremely hard list for me, and I she was like my teetering one of if I was gonna put her on or put her on or not because I really do like her, but after. My mind was blown when I accidentally bought the theatrical version <laughs> of Days of Future Past, and she was in the whole movie instead of Rogue. I realized that I could do without her. Oh. So that's how she made my list, because I think that I prefer Rogue in there, like how that kind of that whole storyline played out. So the fact that I could kind of cut out her 
made me realize that maybe she could be on my list. <laughs> oh, all right. I I like I always liked Kitty Pride's power. Yeah, her um, powers are really cool. And uh, some of the things they've done in the comic books, because like what they did, uh, when they did the Days of Future Past storyline, like in the comic books, not in the movie, it wasn't Wolverine that did the time traveling. It was her that did the time traveling. And I'm still kind of confused on how that even how her that power even like what that power is really. I'm. I'm kind of confused about it too, but sometimes you have to suspend disbelief because this is a comic book movie and you just kind of kind of roll with it. So we're not arguing breaking laws of physics or anything. It's just let's roll with it. So, um, but yeah, no, that's I mean that's fine. Um, I I like Kitty Pride, but I'm also kind of like she's not a character. Like if I was gonna pick five characters to like if I needed to back if I needed five characters to back me up in a fight, she probably wouldn't be on my list. <laughs> well, maybe so. because then she could just send someone back in time and then you I, could. I feel like she needs a little prep time to do it, though. <laughs> so True. Um, uh, so my last pick is an X-Men character. Um, this is a character that has bothered me since I learned about the character. No. No, this is a character that... that Bryn is, like, you know, <laughs> motioning me, like, sign language to see if I'm going to guess Cyclops. No, Cyclops... <laughs> Cyclops has his ups and downs for me, but he doesn't make the list. Um, and he didn't make my short list either. Um, no, this is a character that has bothered me since I found out about this character, and it's a female, and that's Jubilee. Um, they've never really done her in the movies. And when I say never really, she's in she's in X-Men Last, Last Stand, I think. And I know she's in, um, and I think she's in uh, X-Men 2. And then you see her again in Apocalypse, very briefly, but she's not actually, you never see her use her powers. You just see her in the correct costume, but her mutant power is she shoots fireworks out of her hands. And, <laughs> and I've never, like, I never bought it, like, 90s cartoon, uh, back in the old 90s cartoon that I grew up with, I mean, that Jubilee was just kind of like the angsty teenager that just... I did. <laughs> she has always bothered me, and like I've never liked the character. So, um, so yeah. In the terms of trying to be positive about stuff and trying to talk about things, I've never like Jubilee is basically my final pick of the night. So, um, and I know you're looking at a even, picture yeah, of her right I'm, now. I've watched those movies, and I have no idea who she is. <laughs> right. So obviously that means yeah. Um, with that being said, that brings us to the end of the list. Did you have anything else you needed to? You know, chat about aside from wanting to make a quick PSA about how everyone needs to watch director's cuts. No, but and... I'm serious. People, you... I feel like maybe I might be the only one. I don't recognize her at all. Okay. So, yeah, Bryn just found a picture of Jubilee, and she doesn't recognize her at all, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, she shoots fireworks out of her hands. Um, yeah. yeah, I just don't know what that power is useful for. Um, I mean, maybe 4th of July barbecues at the Xavier school, I guess, oh but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you found out about director's cuts. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that didn't realize that I knew, okay, I'm not an idiot. I knew that they existed, but I didn't, I thought they were just going to be like the same. This is what I thought. I thought it was the same movie, but like maybe the director has commentary over it. Oh no, that's, that's director what... commentary. Okay. You can actually watch a movie with director commentary on, and you'll watch the movie, and he'll talk through the whole thing. Okay. Well, I thought those were, like, synonymous, and and then you told me that there were, like, director's cut small changes, like, oh, this 
in Aliens, whatever. Alien 3. Alien 3, it's a dog. And in the director's cut, it's, it's like, like a bull or something. Yeah, it's like some cow or something yeah. like that. Which, that's like, I'm like, okay, I just like didn't even pay attention to that. But then when I watched Days of Future Past, when it was like essentially a whole different ending to a movie where people were were living when they were killed and all this stuff, I'm like, what? This is not even... I don't know. Suddenly it's a like, whole new movie. Yeah, it's like not even the same movie. So what what is going on here? Right. And I remember I remember when Days of Future Past came out on Blu-ray and I was going to go buy it and I saw an article that morning that they're releasing the director's cut later in the year. I was like, I'll just wait. Well, yeah. So now I'm just I, like... I, now I know to watch the director's cut every single time. Right. Well, hopefully that Snyder's Cut of Justice League comes out so we can all like see what we were supposed to get. Um... Well, with that being said, uh, Bryn, as always, it was a pleasure to have you on the yeah, show. Thanks for having uh, me. You are welcome to come back on any time. So when you finally get to see Looper or I get you to watch other things, because you've never seen like the Indiana Jones movies, right? No. I own one of them. Oh, that's weird, but all right. Um, or like uh, when I finally get you to watch Back to the Future, you know, that kind of stuff, we're going to, we'll get you back on. Because um, I just, I would love, to, I would love to explore your... Uh, journey through this uh, <laughs> crazy pop culture world we live in. Um, so by all means, come back whenever. I love having you on. Um, with that being said, when Peter returns, uh, we will be doing our favorite movies from 2018, whenever that may be. It's going to be a couple weeks. But um, with on that note, we have Comic-Con C2E2 in Chicago. Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo is two weeks away. It's 14 days, actually. Um Peter and I will be there, so if you are wandering the show floor um, and you spot us, uh, feel free to say hi. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to be trying to cover it as best we can, maybe lock down some interviews. Um, I don't have a booth there or anything like that. We're just basically there to cover and be press, uh, but we will be there wandering around, checking things out. We'll be at panels and um, that kind of thing. So uh, with that being said, the end of the night's uh, coming to a close. I don't know what the uh, list next week will be because... I'm bringing on different guests every week, and it's going to be different as we go. So uh, please check out our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Follow us on or subscribe to us on iTunes because if you subscribe to us, you will not miss a single episode. And please leave us reviews, five stars or otherwise, but an actual written review will make me feel like the words we are saying actually have some importance. Um, So for that, my name is Drew. I'm Bryn. Bryn, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.